And here we go. That was a again. nice little video. Like those were your pictures, huh? Yep, those were my pictures. Is that your eyeball? <laughs> um, yeah, pretty oddly shaped eyeball, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey there, everyone. This is Christopher D. Casson here once again with Through Artistic Eyes, and here we have continuing our little series of the month of growth. And now we're going to talk a little bit about business. So here we have my good buddy and um, who I like to call big bro, Jason Cisneros, that tattoo guru, the purveyor of all things common sense, the king of the misfit nation and the legend baby in his own mind. You do, and, my, you do my intro better than me, bro. Yeah. And also something about Philip philanthropic work and also the whole chairman of Anton J and all this other little stuff as well on top of that. So little stuff, you know, yeah, just, just, just a little bit, just, just a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, for this session, we're going to talk about how to get through this whole COVID-19 thing. Hopefully censorship from youtube doesn't knock that out from hearing that but but you know talking about how to get past this and grow beyond it to on the business side so i would i would like to ask how you've been handling this pandemic but i think it's pretty obvious that you are handling this like a when they're holding up that championship to brag right because you know you've been preparing this moment for quite a while I have, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like one of the things that, that we know, you and I were just talking about this before we went live is, is the fact that life is always happening around us. You know, everybody says, oh, this thing, you know, how are you doing through this thing? And, and in, you know, in public life, you have recessions, you have, you know, Y2K, you have recessions like 2008, 2009, you have going back in history, you have depressions, you have, you know, there's always something, there was Ebola, there was, you know, there's all always something that, that, that pops up in, in people's lives. And, and the best thing for us to do is for us to realize that we should always be prepared, right? Mm -hmm. Always be prepared. And it's, and, and so for me, for the last 10 years, I've been, I've been preparing and, um, you know, weapons and food and water and land and, you know, all kinds of stuff just in case this ever happened. An army base. Yeah, basically that's what it is. And and at the end of the day, <laughs> it, it's it's great to, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And I think that that's probably been a good lesson because I don't mm -hmm. think this is going to end up being the disaster that everybody expected it to be. Thank God. But what it can do, what it could do is as serve, you know, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen with the economy. That thing's still out on the horizon. We don't know right. a lot of things. But, but at the end of the day, where, where people are hyper-focused on this one thing, this virus, um, they, they forget that, you know, tragedies and, and upheavals and divorces and death and sickness and, you know, bankruptcies and money changes and business changes and all that stuff. It is constantly happening around us. It's just this one happens to be a worldwide phenomenon that everybody has hyper-focused on at the same time. I don't think it's going to end up being the disaster that everybody says it is. So it's a great wake-up call if it's not. If it is, you've already done pretty much what you can to prepare for it, uh, except for your day-to-day, -day, you know, um, being able to continue to to lift yourself up and to do things in advance and pivot and do all the things that yeah. you and I will talk about tonight. But yes, I've been preparing for this a long time, got made fun of being a prepper. You know, there's an actual name for us idiots. And um, so I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not true. I'm, I'm not concerned, uh, which puts me in a, a great position to be able to lead people and help calm people down and, and to be able to support charities and people that need help in this, in the, during this period of time. And to basically not act like Chicken Little. Yeah, yeah, Chicken Little. You know, he he. But you know, I was it was funny because I was I was watching that with my daughter the other day, the mm. the cartoon Chicken Little, mm. and Chicken Little was right all along. You know, mm. a piece of the sky did fall. <laughs> you know, just not in the way we kind of expected and kind of ignored. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got ignored, and and even though it did happen, people you know people ignored 
chicken little or the, you know, in the story or whatever. And then it came to be true. So, you know, but, but a lot of times, um, you know, again, it just comes back to, to leading and, and guiding and then, and the best and first place that people should lead is from their own, is in their own life. Yeah. And like Rayanne just said, I was not prepared with toilet paper. Dang, lesson learned. Yeah, that was a surprise to me even, you know, I yeah. mean, I, I had plenty of toilet paper, but it, but it wasn't, I, I thought it was very interesting that that's where people went. They're like, got to have toilet paper. I'm still just as puzzled as you are with that. <laughs> Let's just leave some for the rest of us. I still have an extra pack here if anyone wants it, but since I now see piles of toilet paper at the stores now, it's like I've gone to the promised land of, of gumdrops and I think oddly enough, Christopher, I think that I think that people that, that went berserk on toilet paper were like, if I have toilet paper, that's that's a thing I can do to grasp the uncertainty of what's going on. Yeah. Like if I have enough toilet paper, then I know that I'm I can I can wipe my 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 ass and I can feel normal that I have a toilet paper situation here. And that was it was a, we do weird stuff, like we're weird animals, you know? Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, it was just a grasping of normalcy and, and, and being like, okay, well, I may not be prepared for everything that's coming. I may not know what's going on, but by God, I got some Charmin in the bathroom and, and I'm, I'm set for, you know, for a little while. Yeah. And for those, you know, in advance, this episode is not going to be PG rating. So I don't give a damn if you go all out. <laughs> Yep, there's a should be a language. When Jason's in the house, don't expect it <laughs> for most cases. That's right. That's, right. Yeah. That's the way he. Well, I, you know, I've been, you know, the way that you've been handling it, I've been very, I've been very proud about the way you've been handling it. Where, you know, you're you, um, you know, with with your situation with being uh, autistic and having mm-hmm. all of this new information hitting you, like that's a that's that's like. So if somebody could understand like being hit by a machine gun of, of rubber bullets constantly, right. That's kind of how this has been. Mm-hmm. For you, right. And well, for, well, for me, it's like that. And then when the COVID-19 came in, it was like bazooka and uh, like a water right. pistol and all this other yeah. crap. <laughs> well, water pistols can be fun, but we won't do that on this show. Unless it's a super soaker, then it just gets annoying. Then it just, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, you've been, I've been really proud of you because you've been thinking which has been a, a giant missing piece of what's been going on is you've been thinking through it. And I get your message mm-hmm. and you tell me, you know, here's what I'm thinking. And, and you're, you're really adjusting, you know, you're really adjusting through it. The best I can, but you I can. still slip up, but the best you can. But, but this is what I always love to tell you is the world around you is also doing that, mm-hmm. right. Where yeah. you want to think of yourself as separate because because you're because you're on on the, the autistic spectrum, everybody else is going through it too, and you've been handling it better than people that aren't autistic, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people have just lost their freaking minds, and they forget about this and they forget about that. They hyper focus on this, and that's not you know it's just not it's not healthy. It's not it's not the best place that we can possibly be, you know. Yeah, that certainly is, and that's the signal that I need to take another sip. Do it. I'll take a sip too while we're at it. Yeah, you with your water, me and my coffee. And then next month, that's going to be switching around. It'll be switched around. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Take a little break from coffee. Yeah. So to continue on from there, um, now there are, of course, there are those that didn't prepare for something like this to happen. And now their bank accounts are drained. They lost in the midst of possibly even losing their businesses, such as recently with. a restaurant I just recently heard of in the what was it San Diego area, I believe, that people love, but now they're closing perm- permanently because of this and stuff they built out of passion, which is, of course, losing something like that causes all kinds of anxiety. That's not only harming their physical and mental health, but also possibly relationships with their friends and family with this whole thing, and all because of a mere virus and how we reacted to it and. So where's a good place to start reforming in such a situation to turn things around when you feel like you've hit rock bottom with no job? And how do you really get up from something like that in, in such a low spot? 
Well, you know, it's a great question, Christopher, because, you know, people are and I think we're just starting that point. I, I mean, I hope the economy snaps snaps back and yeah. and, and we're, we're but right now you're looking at um, depression level unemployment. And the great thing is, is that that a lot of people, not everybody, I know that there's always a story of somebody that didn't get help, but you have over 2 million businesses that averaged on, that averaged getting over $76,000 a piece. You've got people that cheated the system that didn't need the money. You've got people that needed the money that didn't get it. But overall, in general, there's been, you know, um, 2 million businesses that have gotten $76,000 checks. You have a lot of people that are getting $2,000, $1,200, $1,500, $1,700 checks along the way. So there's been some assistance along the way. So that that hard thud of a landing hasn't happened, right? Mm. And and not saying that it couldn't, because eventually the, yeah. the, the, the government's going to run out of opportunities to, to, to print money. And uh, but But what I would say is when things get upended, um, you can look at it in two ways. My world is ending or the way that I was doing things was ending and I've got a new a new opportunity to do something different. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, people that switch. I know a guy, one a really good friend of mine that had a car dealership and and, um, you know, he switched into making those sneeze, those basically those sneeze guards. Right. Mm. And did just fine. And then you've got like, you know, my company, Anton J, you have companies that saw an uh, their company's slowing down and they needed to be shifted. We've been busier than ever. Um, you know, we're actually ramping up and, and, and training new strategists and, um, you know, and, and things like that. So there's companies that are thriving. Um, and then there's companies that are hurting and you have to learn to pivot, right? You've got restaurants yeah. that started selling toilet paper, right? They started. Yeah, I know, I know a cafe downtown that's selling toilet paper for a dollar each. So right. Right. And, and so so at the end of the day, the idea is to always remember it's a mindset. It's never a tactical thing. Right. What you're doing, it's it's a mindset thing. And if you have a mindset to say, OK, my environment has changed. Therefore, my behaviors and my activities need to change. But if you know, there's this thing called normalcy bias in psychology that says when I'm in a, a, a bus accident, right, and the bus is tumbling, Right. You're like, oh, my God, the thing is it's everything is falling apart and I'm in an accident. And then it comes to rest and you have a little bit of time before maybe it teeters over the edge or or it starts on fire or whatever it is. But a lot of people will stay in their in their seat or wherever they land going. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. And that's when smoke or fire or other tragedies can befall you because you're not taking action. And I think a lot of people need to understand that life has from the from the big the, from the first man that ever stood upright has faced adversity. Right. And that's what makes us human is our prefrontal cortex gives us the ability to adapt to our environment. We happen to be in a new environment with a new setting. Hopefully it's not permanent. But if it is, you're going to have to learn to adjust. And the faster you learn that you hit that pivot, the faster you're going to be able to succeed or thrive or survive in that new environment. And so, you know, what I, the advice I give everybody and, and I have with my clients, my friends, you, uh, people, my loved ones, you know, everybody is um, find opportunity, right? Yeah. Seek opportunity. This is, there's very few times in history where you're ever going to be able to see an upheaval like you're seeing right now. Yeah. And, you know, some of the tallest buildings were built. Some of the greatest companies were built um, in, in times of recession, depression uh, and great upheaval. Right. So right. 2008, 2009, I think Uber was, you know, they were they were nothing. And then now they're a giant company. So the idea is, yeah, things are going to happen, man. But when it comes to a rest. Right. Or or it's shifting in front of you. How do I shift so that I can take advantage of that environment to make sure I take care of my, me, my family. And, and then also how can I shift that around to ease suffering, which was the CTF series that I started out with as the, as the bus was tumbling. Yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Shoot. But you know what, moving on, because you know, there are those that did decide to take this as a great time to step up with a business idea to solve a problem. So you know, most tend to jump in when they could 
easily, you know, kind of rush in to the point where, you know, they end up flopping if they're not careful and going the proper way about it. And so what would be the first step to avoid such a pitfall going through this of maybe gain this, the success from this, but then it's going much faster than you could anticipate and or even possibly going with the idea and not gaining any traction. So how can how can we avoid that pitfall besides, you know, taking the 12 week course? Right. Well, get, get your mind right. Yeah. You know, get your mind right. And 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 I say, you know, you've heard me say this a lot mm-hmm. is that when, when you have emotions super high, your intellect is super low. And, and so if, if that's the case, then you want to, you want to look at things, you know, like a fighter pilot there or a pilot in general, you know, every time that you're flying through the air and you're on a plane, every bump that you hit, if the pilot, if the pilot came on and went, Oh my God, what was that? Right. It, it, that's not a a well-trained pilot. And what they do is they say, Oh, thank you folks. You know, I hope you enjoyed that little ride. It's, we're not going to charge you anything extra. And, you know, we just want you to hold on, put your seatbelts on and uh, we're going to get through this and uh, it'll be smoother in three minutes. You know, I apologize for any spilled cocktails on your dress. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, only when I wear a dress, but you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's only three um, or four here. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I really needed to know that info. <laughs> well, you know, uh, transparency, brother, transparency. But but at the but at the end of the day, um, if you're operating in fear, and that was why I did the CTFD series, right? That was called "Calm the Fuck Down." And and at the end of the day, it, it, your brain does not operate or function when you're at a high level of emotion. You get pissed off at your love loved ones, and and you say things that you can't take back. And you think back to yourself, you're, you're, you get drunk or you do or you get angry or whatever it is. And when you're in those moments, the decisions that you make are, are highly irrational, highly irrational. And so as this thing is happening, you've got to get control over your fear and go, you know what? Nobody gets out of this thing alive. We all die. We all die. And, and at the end of the day, it's about it's 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 a decision about how I'm going to live. And, and I'm not going to live in fear no matter what's facing me. If it's COVID that gets me, then so be it. That was my time. You know, if it was a random, you know, you see a lot of people, a good friend of mine was driving, doing nothing wrong. He wasn't drunk. There was not, it was him and his family and they're driving down the freeway and a car had stalled out in the freeway and he was going 70 miles an hour and hit a parked car, you know, and, and you can't plan for that kind of stuff. You just, that is life in and of itself is a chaotic, beautiful mess. And so you, you enjoy the times when you're happy, you enjoy the times when things are going good, and you use the times that are, that are in upheaval to be able to build a strength so that you can get through it. And then also the thing that I find helps a lot, and I know that you found this to help a lot, is finding ways to serve and help and lift other people up, which is why you do this show. Yeah. You telling that kind of reminds me of when I started looking up Buddhism and just learning more about Satana. I'm trying to pronounce his name right. You never can. You never can. You know, the only guy that I've I know, I know his last name's got Gautama, and he was like an Indian prince. Well, actually, it was around modern day Nepal, but he. After living so much of a luxurious life, he finally decided to go out after his father was like, no, keep him safe and all this because he wanted him to be a king as prophesied. But he he ended up discovering three things during his travels because one time he ended up meeting an old person and then found out that, you know, tomorrow that there was three things that are basically guaranteed. Tomorrow you're going to be older one day you're going to get ill and one day you're, you're going to die period. And I would add, add on top of that is that change is going to happen. No matter what, get over it. Yeah. It's, it's a hundred percent true brother. And so happiness becomes a choice, Yeah. right? Happiness becomes a choice. And, mm-hmm. and I choose happiness all the time. 
right? I really basically have, you know, a couple of emotions. Yeah, sometimes I, I but but I get angry sometimes, but it's sort of a righteous anger. I get anger, angry at the 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 injustices in the in this world. I've gotten angry at how people have become hyper focused on COVID and they're not paying attention to suicides or trafficking or domestic violence. And, you know, and I get angry about that stuff, but then I think to myself, you know, a raging angry Jason is not going to attract anybody. It's not going to solve any, any problems. Um, so what I'll do is in kindness and in love, I'll continue to remind people that people are dying of cancer. People are dying of suicide. People are sick. People are hungry. People are starving. People are, you know, there, there's pain in the world that's outside of, of this, this invisible, uh, enemy that we see and that we're dealing with right now. And there's ways to guard yourself against that invisible enemy. It doesn't, you know, it has a hard time attacking people that are healthy, that are taking their vitamins, that, that are, are, um, you know, that are in shape, that, that, that have made their health a priority. And, um, and, and so there's ways to guard against it, do the best you can and then yeah. choose to be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something I've been reminding myself throughout this whole time with some successes, some losses, but just yeah, like everybody else, brother. Just like everybody else, little brother. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. All I can do is try. Oh, I... <laughs> we haven't we haven't been te- keep, keeping track of that dollar per try, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you said it this time, not me. <laughs> That's right. I just I said it in reference, though. Yeah, I was about to say it in reference to Bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, so now some businesses that are working to stay open in order to keep their employees safe and also be able to provide for their families. Yet it kind of varies between the states and even different countries of how they could do this, if at all, such as here in Indiana, they are currently allowed 50% capacity for a majority of businesses, such as restaurants while in places like California they are on lockdown in my view kind of like a Gestapo something and then a lot end up being closed for good with no real chance in making it because of the whole because of this whole lockdown even if they are essential businesses and even if they are essential business they it can still be a struggle so how can a business survive against such odds or if if it's even possible, especially in places like California and Washington, for example, and even Illinois, where they, well, at least for the California one, they even have a hotline to rat out businesses for businesses for not following procedures. Well, I mean, you know, you want the answer. The answer is open your business and go to work, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's unconstitutional for anyone to pass a law for you, um, you know, again, I, everybody, I think, did what the government asked them to do for two solid months, right? Yeah. The numbers haven't materialized. Uh, there's a lot of evidence uh, piling up that that this is starting to break down along um, along political lines. And, yeah. you know, the, the blue states uh, want, you know, don't want to come back quickly. You know, Pritzker, for instance, in Illinois, right? Pritzker, yeah. uh, Pritzker and Pritzker, if anybody wants to do any research, they um, they stand to make millions of dollars because they invested in companies that provide testing, right? So you know it would it would it would be not a, a large leap to look at that and go, okay, so they want Illinois shut down as long as possible so that they can maybe mandate you have to have tests before you can go back to work. But mm-hmm. it's unconstitutional, right? If anybody yeah. wants to read the the, the Constitution. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? And then yeah. there's there's a whole bunch of amendments and all that kind of stuff. And all of that to say that the government um, is governing at the consent of the governed. And mm-hmm. what they're saying is we can come in and we can stop your livelihood. We can force you to stay home. That That's not this country. That's not the United States of America. This The United States of America is, is a shining example of freedom and liberty that, that we can manage our own affairs. And, and, you know, if anybody's infringing upon my, my uh, ability to, to, to pursue happiness, now there's laws set against them. If you want to attack me, murder me, you know, do, uh, do those kind of things, there's laws set against that. But when it's, when you're throwing 
um, a, a gym owner in jail for opening his gym hmm. and you're letting prisoners out of jail, that is wrong. There's no yeah. other there's no other conversation that we need to have about this other than it's unconstitutional, right? I am yeah. sovereign of in and of to and to myself. I don't submit myself to the to the 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 tyranny of someone else telling me what I can and cannot do. There I live in a civilized yeah. society, which means that there's guardrails of what I can and cannot do, and most of that is so that we don't impinge on our our fellow human beings right to pursue their own life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? So breaking the law, you know, the people, the the governors that are holding people back, the people that are the the, uh, Pritzker and, and, and these different governors, and they're doing it in the name of safety and security, which is the beginning of all totalitarian regimes. It was in Venezuela. It was in uh, um, uh, communist Russia. Uh, It's been every time throughout history, they all they all say these things. And and so the end of the day, how do you deal with it? You go to business and you open your company and you do work, because at the end of the day, if everybody did that all at once. Right. They can't stop you. And they can give you a fine and they can imprison you and they can, you know, he's the Pritzker's threatening people with one year in prison and twenty five hundred dollar fines. Guess how long that's going to last. And if you do get thrown it, in jail, it, it actually be- wasn't long because after the huge backlash, he's actually backing off a little bit. He should because it's wrong. It's yeah. against the law. You know, mm-hmm. it's against the law of, of, of civilized humanity to tell healthy people to stay at home. And if they open their business, the only way that they can feed their families and they tell yeah. them to open their business, they can't open their businesses. You're now impinging upon my right. And you work for me. I'm sorry. If you're a, an elected official, you work for us, the people at the consent of the governed. And they can't forget that. And the more we stay home and the more that we don't open our businesses, the more that we allow that type of totalitarianism to set in, because that's what it is. It's totalitarianism. It, it's communism. It's it's control. They are t- that That is taking away my liberty. And I'm not going to go down without a fight. You're going to have to kill me before you take my 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 liberty and, and my freedom and my freedom. Yeah, and how it's like how can they say which is essential business in the first place? I mean, we're letting them. them. We're letting them, little brother. You know, Mm -hmm. by by saying that you can go, you know, into a Walmart and there's no, you know, nobody's walking around with a mask, and there's five thousand people, and you're touching, you know, they're touching the food and they're touching all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. To say that that's non-essential, and I hear this argument all the time because you know I'm in the heart of the battle. Is that some people are going, my business isn't essential because I give massages. It's essential to you because if you don't give massages, you can't make money and and do the work that you need to to feed your family. It's essential. Your right to do business is essential no matter what product or service it is that you have. No matter what you do, if it's cutting hair, if it's uh, uh, Walmart, if it's whatever it is, it's whatever it is that you choose to do. They're all essential because we have the freedom to transact business in this country as long as we follow the guardrails that have been set up by us electing people, them representing us, and us saying that's an acceptable law. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like this comment from a certain person. Salons need to open up. I believe it is essential. I need my sassy back. Mm-hmm. I need my sassy back. <laughs> I need my sassy back. It's not it's not essential for me. Oh, there's my love. Hi Am. Uh, hey Am. Two studs. Um I'm not sure I would call myself a stud, but well, she did. So take it, man. She's a she's a hottie. <laughs> she just called you a stud. Take that. Run with it. <laughs> yep, and we already have one agreeing with you. That's right. I love Kenna. Hi, Kenna. <laughs> Kenna and I have been trying to connect for God knows how long. She gets busy and then I get busy and then we don't connect, but we will, and it'll be exactly the right time. Well, maybe next time at Unstoppable, wherever that's going to be. Yes. <clears throat> Hold on, just need to clear my throat. <clears throat> it's not COVID. <clears throat> if it is, you'll get over it. Yeah, I'll get over it. 99% chance. Yeah, and we are shutting down over that 
tiny one percent or less for some reason. That Be careful, you're going to get the, the the COVID, you know, uh, elite to come out after you. Don't you care about life? Yes, we care about life, all of it. <clears throat> yeah, you care about life only for this certain situation while hiding in the basement behind the keyboard, being a keyboard warrior, while also at the same time not giving a crap about the higher rates of death with cancer and the flu and all this other stuff. But, you know, COVID, yeah. because yeah. mass news media said so. Nothing that, to see here. Nothing to see no. here. <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Pivot over there. Over there. Focus, focus, focus while we do oh, all this other exactly. elite shit in the back. One thing. Exactly. <laughs> I think we're causing all kinds of trouble, Christopher. Yeah. Oh, my. I hear a knock at the door already. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> yeah. It's like V for Vendetta all over. All over again. Yeah, for those who don't know, V for Vendetta, great movie, by the way. Watch it. It's kind of like how... I don't know how much I want to get into spoilers with that movie, but it's in some ways kind of similar, don't you think? It's very similar to what we're going through right now. Very, very similar. Yeah, only instead of the United States, it's in Britain. So. Right. Oh, boy. So, okay, so continuing on from there. Now, there are, as you mentioned, stimulus packages and also loans from the SBA for small businesses. Yet, as we mentioned before, the big corporations that shouldn't be gobbling it up are and leaving very little hope for the smaller businesses, which there is some backlash and some businesses are giving back. But and so then that leaves me thinking okay so what do i do now if the sba thing doesn't work where where can we go you know because uh, depending no on that. There, there's nowhere to go and this mm. is what i keep screaming at people you know when the tax dollars are gone when the government stops printing money there is nowhere to go the mm. money you know it's being manufactured right now um, you have to have um, a healthy uh, economy of, produ of production happening. You have to have goods and service trading hands, and you have to have the money for, for those goods and services trading hands so that the government can then take their little piece of the pie called a tax, right? All of this money that, that's being sent to everybody, that's tax dollars, okay? Right now, it's just being ma manufactured and made up out of thin air. It's being printed. Because, yeah. uh, you know, thank God we live in America and America is one of the safest places in the world to invest. And so we're it's we're basically racking up debt. OK. Yeah. And, and it would be the, the the equivalent of of you, you know, borrowing money to buy a toothpaste, to, you know, to buy some toothpaste. And the amount of money that you borrowed for it was one hundred billion dollars. Yeah. For the toothpaste. I, yeah. Yeah, then they have that kind of problem with, in, I believe it was Zimbabwe, where they kept printing money, and now it's like you have to pay like millions in their dollars just to get something very basic, like broccoli or something, when they print too much. Yeah, you need a wheelbarrow to carry all the all the 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 money that it takes to buy a, a loaf of bread. Yeah, and people just think, look, at the end of the day, people you get hyper focused on this thing, and they're like, you can't eat money or you can't use money when you're dead. I'm sorry, you can die of more than one thing. And starvation yeah. and social unrest is are are they're prevalent and they happen in other countries. And people think that it can't happen here. They're they're sadly, sadly mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are. And this is the most heavily armed country in the world. You really want people starving in this country? Yeah, especially since one of the things people have been doing since the whole COVID-19 side was they started buying the guns, buying guns and ammunition. So it's just drinking and buying guns. And if it comes down to it, you know, if it's my family that eats or, or your family that eats, I mean, that that drives us all the way back to, you know, to human nature. So we better get this stuff straightened out and people need to start taking it seriously. You know, I got hammered over the head with that, with the COVID thing. You better take it seriously, Jason. Well, you know what? You COVID elites need to really be looking at taking the economy economy seriously well yeah he has been taking it seriously that's why he's been, been pe preparing for 10 years that's right i took it serious before i was supposed to i didn't know that it was going to be covid but i knew it was going to be something 
right? Just like I knew that 2009, 2010, that, you know, that that, that time frame was going to, it had stuff in it, right? And, mm -hmm. and there's other things that happen to people that are, that nobody pays attention to because it's not the whole world hyper-focusing on it at one time. Yeah. Excuse me, that's a cue for another drinky. Drink, um, buddy, drink. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> chug that coffee. Yeah, you know what would be fun one day is you and I getting drunk and doing a show together. Mm. I don't know. I I always thought of myself as possibly one of those sleepy drunks where I just pass out. It wouldn't be that much fun. Well, I would carry the show then. Mm. <laughs> then what would be the point of me being there? Well, to watch you sleep drunkenly. <laughs> and I could say whatever. I could play both parts. I could be, here's what Christopher would say. <laughs> yeah, and Ray also said, I have not received the stimulus check yet, not counting on it to show up moving forward still. And I've I've been hearing that a lot as well with people still not getting their stimulus checks and people saying that, you know, we should continue this for months on end. And it's like, how is that sustainable? You know, it's not, it's not. I'm just telling you, it's not sustainable. Everybody thinks that it's just magic that this stuff shows up when you have, you know, 2 million businesses have got $76,000 and you have, you know, millions and millions of people that have gotten unemployment checks. It, it, you know, it, it's that, that, that tap is going to run out in the next 30 to 60 days. Yeah. It's just, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, Sorry, this gets political, but, you know, with this kind of thing, politics does have an effect in business, as we're already seeing here. So it's like, you can't avoid it. And that's kind of part of, if I remember correctly, part of the job of being a chairman, you know, just looking for it or even just see even the business owner, just seeing all the outside forces that could end up bringing the business down and, instead of always focusing in your own little tight did area and just ignoring everything outside and how people are being cut with their pants down basically with this whole thing. Yeah. Businesses, small to medium businesses, entrepreneurs are the backbone of this country. You mm -hmm. know, we're they whatever, when we're producing, there's people that have their hands in our pockets at all times, mm -hmm. the government with taxes, you have insurance companies that have their hands in our pockets for, you know, in case something happens someday, right. You have attorneys and you have like no, no offense against any of those industries, except for the idea is that if you take the small business person out of the equation, there's no pockets to put your damn hands in. Yeah. So you need to let the entire country open back up and get this country revved back up again or else we're going to see dark, dark days. You know, it, it, that's what that's what people need to understand. Period. End of sentence. Yeah, unfortunately, some people just can't seem to get that because they, 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 they let feel rule, rule their thoughts. Yeah, or they don't care. Pritzker doesn't care. You know, you've got the lady that's in that's the the health person in California that that you know said suggested another three months of shutdown for LA County. She's making four hundred sixty five thousand dollars a year, and she forgets these people forget where their money comes from. It comes from tax dollars from the business world. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and at the end of the day, period, end of sentence, they need to get out of the way because you can't let somebody be trying to destroy. And I don't care what anybody says. Look, at the end of the day, they're trying to destroy Trump's number one thing that he had was the roaring economy that he had built. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and and they they see the fact that if this bounces back really oh, quickly. So many keyboard warriors being triggered by hearing the word Trump. Mm. Yeah, well. Who cares? I don't really care anymore, right? He's our president, just like Obama was my president. And at the yep. end of the day, we're we're voting against ourselves, and we're and these 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 Democrat uh, governors that are shutting things down. They want to see it because this does have the potential to snap back into place fairly quickly if we let our businesses open back up and do the safety thing and wear the mask thing and do the spray everything down thing and do whatever it is that you want to do, but open the hell up and let us transact business. Yeah. And to, 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 to shut them down because, you know, without two or three states or whatever reacting, that, that the economy would come back and Trump might get some credit for that. They wouldn't do that. And they would put millions and millions of people's lives at, at risk. 
and 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 uh, uh, the ability for people that don't have their kind of control or kind of power to be able to put uh, you know to be able to put a, a meal on their family's uh, table is, is disgusting, and it's happening. I don't care what anybody says. There is political uh, agendas afoot, and and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And they should be disgusted with themselves. Yeah. And as El Patrick has said, reading the comments here, opportunity is for the discerning. Discernment is a byproduct of wisdom. Wisdom is a byproduct of adversity. In the end, those who have struggled most are prepared for prosper in time of adversity. That's right. And I'm glad, you know, at some level, Christopher, I'm glad to see this adversity happen for a generation that's faced that, you know, as as a group. And, and it's going to be their defining, you know, our defining, how are we going to handle this? Who are we? Are we going to step up? Are we going to ease suffering? Are we going to lead? Or are we going to cower in fear? Because, you know, generations upon generations upon generations of people, look, the, the, when we separated from England and we fought, you know, we fought the Revolutionary War, we fought it during a pandemic. You know, we fought it during a pandemic of smallpox. And, 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 and what we did was we fought, we did what we had to do to gain our freedom and all of that, that death and sacrifice so that their children, so that their grandchildren, so that their great grandchildren, so that we could live in a free country with the ability, not, not the guarantee with the ability to change our own stars, Hmm. right. And by the opportunity given us in a free society to be able to find a need, meet a need, and to be paid for it. Yeah. Right? And we are pissing on their graves right now by acting like cowards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun little random fact. Um, one of my ancestors actually traveled on the Mayflower. Who knew? Yeah, yeah and that was that shit wasn't easy. If you learn if you think about that, scurvy and I mean yeah. 90% of the people that got on those boats died, right? And, and so your ancestor is comes from stock of survival mm-hmm. right and that that's that's imbued in you it's in your very heartbeat it's in your cell makeup that we are the descendants of warriors who survived against all odds and 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 so i'm going to act like i'm a i'm a, a descendant of a warrior who just who survived against all odds and I, I'll be damned if I'm going to sit down and be quiet and shut my mouth and be a good little boy and wait for you to tell me that my business is, is essential or wait for you to tell me that it's okay for me to leave my house. You could kiss my ass. Time to get our warrior face paint going. That's it. I don't even need the warrior face. This is warrior face. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe you like a little bit of a skull decoration there to go along hey, with the now you're talking my language. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> man, that man that reminds me. When I was in Cambodia and Thailand, they also were scout- selling like skull rings there. I should have gotten that. You should have. Yeah, I should have. But I was worrying about. I wear, I wear your, your gifts for me, though. I wear them all the time. Yeah, I love those those uh, um, bracelets that you got me. Yeah, and for those who might be wondering, it's a tiger's eye. Eye bracelets. Mm-hmm. I end up getting a nice little special deal there. Hmm. <laughs> the negotiation skills. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. For just quickly, uh, in Cambodia, you can uh, bargain the at the night night markets, and in some ways, the whole autism thing with the whole uh, taking forever to process all the information came in handy because you know i was there taking a while while customers possible customers were passing on by and they were trying to get the deal going quickly i love that i mean you know if more people took an autistic pause in their life they would make much better decisions Mm -hmm. yeah so speaking of the autistic side now that we're getting into that because a great change in environment like this can really set us off and make it difficult to just for a variety of reasons, such as, you know, sensory overload, shutting down. And I've suddenly been seeing this with some of the communities on Facebook that I'm a part of. And even wearing a mask can drive us nuts with how uncomfortable it is, which was definitely the case with me with my ears of putting it on, which just 
part of the reason why I refuse to wear them, even though they have been trying to get more inventive with how they get them on. But masks don't work. Yeah. And for an artistic dealing with such sudden changes as us struggling themselves and getting more anxiety attacks and depression during these periods with the sudden change in routine, because that's kind of part of what triggers us, the sudden change in routine that we're used to. After being around after being around me for a while since last year when we first met during the competition, what would be your suggestion for as a first step for those artistic individuals? Or would it be the same advice you would give them to anyone else and we just have more of a hill to climb up? Let you know, Christopher, you and I have had this discussion a few times, you know, since yeah. we've known each other. And I think that, that one of the biggest challenges is that in, that autism um, is it, that you hear and that, that, that you you because our identity is so powerful. Right. Yeah. Our identity is so powerful. So when someone dubs you, hey, you're autistic. Right. Yeah. And and someone dubs you, hey, you know, you're uh, uh, whatever. Like I, I could go on and on. But but if somebody dubs you that, then that means that you're a set apart. Right. Mm -hmm. You're set apart from the rest of humans. And you just you're you're just like me. You just process things differently. Right. Mm -hmm. Aside from the fact that you can grow a full head of hair and look gorgeous with it and, and it pisses me off. You know, I knew sometime during this, you're gonna stop you playing on my hair. I just know it. You knew it was gonna happen. But, but for, for autism, because there's a spectrum, right? There's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. But there's also a spectrum off the off the off the uh, out of the autism world. There's a spectrum of how you're able to handle things and your strength and your makeup and your character and your integrity and your all this kind of stuff. So when you ask me what is the greatest thing that that I can tell you in the autistic community is to follow you, because you are an amazing example of someone who has not completely um, shoved off the identity of being autistic, right? But but you've shoved off most of the weakness that people wanted to dub you with. And you're going, what are the strengths of being autistic, right? Being able to slow down my thought process, being able to think deeper, being able to, to process the world in a more compassionate way than other people. Like there is a lot of strengths in um, in your unique ability, right? And and so what I would tell people is to to regardless of whether it's autistic or or not autistic, is to find what your strengths are and pour your heart, your energy, and your wisdom into your strengths, and stop looking at places where people want to look at you as less than. You know, yeah. I mean, where I was born, uh, how I was raised. Being the bastard child of, uh, you know, that got adopted by a, a maniac and blah, 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 blah. That stuff was what all made me stronger, you know. And there's there's a lot of things that you bring to the world, um, Christopher, that I don't bring. You know, you bring a love and a compassion and, a, and an understanding that is beyond me. And that's why you're part of my family, right? You're part of my family. And so... So I, I think that my advice is to whether you're, you know, again, autistic or not autistic is is find your strengths and and surround yourself with people who love those strengths and who build those strengths with you. Um, like you found in, in your Misfit Nation family, mm -hmm. everybody in Misfit Nation loves you. And you know why they love you? It's because you are love. And and the, that that energy seeks the other energy and it finds itself. And so when you're in, you know, when you're in that environment, whether it's on, on uh, camera or whether you're with us, hugging on us and loving on us in, in Florida at an unstoppable event, you're, you are surrounded by the same energy that you emit. Right. And because you can't be in that environment all the time, it's it, it just it looks to you like it's outside of yourself, but you are the reason people love you. Right. And it's just getting inside of that right environment and getting around those people that see the beauty inside of you and don't see the weakness. It's the same for me, brother. 
I want to be around people who love me. I want to be around people who support me. Not that that buy all my bullshit because you know I don't buy your bullshit half the time when you're spitting it at me. No, right? I don't accept. You toss it it back in my face. I do. I toss it back in your face because I love you and because you're strong and because you're capable and because you're smart and because you work your ass off and because you care about other people more than you care about yourself. And 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 that to me, brother, is worth investing in. You know, it's worth investing in. And and that is that is what I would say is forcefully. And you did that on purpose. You got yourself out of your your closed in environment and you put yourself in these rooms and you put yourself on the line with a competition. I'm so fucking proud of you all the time that it pisses me off when you beat yourself up. You know what I mean? And I understand the beating yourself up sort of scenario because we all do it. And and all the time I'm telling you, we all do it. You're not different than us, you know, and you have specific areas in the spectrum of love and easing suffering that are ginormously advanced from anything that I would ever be capable of. And that's why I want you in my life. Oh, two seasons. God damn it, Jason. <laughs> I knew you would get me back on somehow, and it had to be on my own show. So you, It had to be. I mean, you got me a couple times. <laughs> I love you, little brother. You know that. Well, I'll just segue into a random question here. What's the current market value for a single N95 mask? Zero, because it's worthless. Mm. Zero dollars, because it's worthless. It's pointless. Mm. I mean, unless you're, you know, a health, you know, and I get I get beat up all the time because I say shit like that. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to live in a, in a society where I have to wear a mask. And, you know, I, I get... Again, people have got have spread the flu, spread the flu every single all year long, every single year, 80,000 people. What if it was your sneeze that killed them? We don't think like that. You know, you want to, you know, and I hear the idea, like if somebody in your, in the owns a business and you want to go in that business, you're going to play by their rules because that's their home. So if I want to go into a particular business and they're demanding of me to wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask, you know, or I won't go in the business. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. But when we're yeah. the thing that drives me crazy is I see I see people driving cars by themselves wearing a mask. And I think oh, to myself, idiot. Right. I I, I, too. It's just it, it is bizarre to me the willingness for people to subjugate themselves to a higher power other than God. Hmm. Yeah, and even now there's recently warnings about wearing masks all the time because you're breathing in your own carbon dioxide that you're emitting. So it's just... Yeah. Yeah. Not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, Christopher. Not going to do it. Well, I only did it once, but, you know, once was enough for me. I I just can't deal with the string around my ears. It just... The sensory thing. I'm sorry, folks. Wait, no, no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> you don't have anything to be sorry about. Look, if you're sick, stay home, right? Yeah. If you're sick, stay home. Don't don't go. You know, you don't know what you got. You don't know what, but uh, stay home. Like, get better, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 at the end of the day, those things don't stop the COVID uh, uh, deal anyway. And now they just came out with a new study where everybody's like, well, if you sneeze or it gets on a surface, somebody could pick that that up. Now they're saying that it's not even it's not it's very difficult for it to spread on surfaces. That came mm-hmm. out today. They're learning more and more and more and more about this. Yeah. And 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 you know, at the end of the day, I'm not a doctor, but but I also am not going to live my life in fear. And and it, it's it is what it is, brother. And so in, and in a way, it's really the business as well because you shouldn't rely on old information if you want to get ahead. And yet, people oh. are doing that with this virus. They're holding on to old information, aren't they? They're holding yeah. on to a body count that never materialized. Then they then they were like, let's flatten the curve. Well, we flatten the curve. Now it's you can't go outside until we have a cure or that everybody's tested or or whatever it is. And this thing has already mutated 17, 18 times. Yeah, like it's I not like even the same already. Virus you know, it's not even the same virus that it was. This is the stupidest thing that I've ever seen in, in human history. 
Yeah, and uh, now further, we're getting down to the hour already, but, you know, I just want to get at least this one question down so far. Now for the small mom and pop businesses that have always ignored the internet this whole time and along with even some corporations, but now due to this lockdown, had to face the fact that they really have no choice but to pivot when they, when before they shrugged it off with this business model. So, well, for someone that's never used the internet before, maybe like a new client, why would you say they, how did adjust swiftly, swiftly to this, you know? Because right um, now the ones that have embraced, have embraced online like Amazon are really killing it, you know? Well, they're really killing it. They also have rules. They don't have to pay taxes. There's all kinds of stuff that they have that's set against us because we allowed it to happen, right? Because we're lazy and, we're, and, and we didn't, you know, anyway, that's a whole other show, brother. But what I would yeah. tell people that, that don't, um, that don't want to pivot is enjoy working for somebody else. You know, in, enjoy working for somebody else because at the end of the day, this this responsibility falls back onto the shoulders of the person who's watching this, the person that you look at, that I look to in the mirror every single day. That's it's my responsibility to produce for me and my family, right? Mm. And when there's excess, that's when my my spirit or my character show, and I use that excess to ease suffering. That's what I do with my life. Not everybody has to do that. Not everybody's built for that. Not everybody wants to do that. If somebody wants to buy three or four different Maseratis, that's fine. In different colors, that's fine. That's just not who I am. And so mm. the idea is, is that we've gotten so weak in the spine as, as you, you know, especially in this country, that we expect everything to be handed to us. And we expect everybody to be, be uh, um, conscious of my skin color, my sexual preference, or my gender, or my whatever, that we've forgotten that that shit doesn't matter. Who you are and what you do to build up yourself and to to in through a business you add to society, through a charity you add to society, through whatever it is, this world was never made up. It's not life, liberty, and the guarantee of happiness. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit. In that pursuit, you have to get better for you to get better results. You have to get better if you want more stuff, right? If you want to do that, that is how society is set up. Every society that says here, I'm going to hand you something in return for your loyalty, for your vote or for your attention has ended in disaster. Venezuela, people are having to kill uh, uh, zoo animals to feed their family because mm -hmm. at some point in time, third or fourth richest country in the world decided that the rich people were un it was unfair and the, the oil stuff needed to be distributed. And they go, yeah, we'll do that for you. And guess what? They just took all the money for themselves, all the power for themselves and didn't give it to the people. Right. Mm -hmm. And that devolved into the disaster that you see in front of you right now in Venezuela. People can look today and see what happens, but they don't. Mm -hmm. They don't look outside of their own brain. They don't think for themselves. They see a D or an R and they just blindly follow. And you should never blindly follow anyone or anything. You should think for yourself and find the right answer for you and for the society in which you find yourself. And it, and, and it always leads to disaster uh, or, or some sort of a tipping of the balance when you're not constantly upgrading who you are for the intent of serving other people. Yeah. And I've just been, just been thinking during that. It's like business, business owners that just blindly follow trends and never really evolve much from that. And then there's ones that are the transcenders, you know what I mean? And trendsetters. I mean, it's, it's tough to be one. You see somebody like a, you know, for every Elon Musk, there's, a million people that, that, that go into bankruptcy, you know, mm. Elon Musk himself went bankrupt. Elon Musk himself had to give everything away and was sleeping on his friend's couch because he didn't have a place to live. Right. Mm. It's all about sacrifice. The amount of sacrifice you make is the amount of is in direct proportion to the amount of reward that you possibly will get. Mm. Right. There's no guarantee. It's in the pursuit. You have to improve yourself, you and your skill sets, your mindset, your skill set. So, so the small business owner that goes, oh, my God, I'm going to cling on to this thing that I was selling out my back door. And, and now no longer is that available to you. You have to figure out how to use the Internet or figure out how to do something different. 
But at the end of the day, right now, what needs to happen is every human being that owns a business, a brick and mortar that that is that they've closed because a governor told them to is open the fuck up right now because they're there. It's unconstitutional for them to tell you not to. If you want to stay at home and you're afraid and all that other kind of stuff, stay home because some other entrepreneur who's not will go ahead and take your customers. And I was going to ask what would be your final words for the business owners, but I think that pretty much sums it up pretty well, don't you think? I think so, brother. I think so. And I I want everybody that watches the show to make sure that they follow you because you do good work. You have great interviews. um, You're painting. You know, that is, you're you're very calming. It's a very calming thing for me to watch you paint. And uh, I usually, I don't never, I very rarely do I catch you live, but you know, sometimes I'll just watch it later and while I'm writing or doing something else, and it's very calming. So I highly suggest everybody follow you. Um, know that this young man has a, an unbelievable eye. So if you have events uh, that need a, a photographer, he's he's an amazingly talented young man. So um, that's my suggestion to everybody. Yeah, I guess part of my own little secret with the whole painting and doing art and the photography is that well maybe I should just keep it up my sleeve <laughs> I don't know keep it up your sleeve hmm. maybe just maybe <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to pay if you want it there you go boom there you go so you go. so yeah L Patrick uh, says Jason society can enjoy working for someone else who will leverage their profits to make a humanitarian benefit 100% yeah 100%, 100%. So I, man, we're five minutes over time already. Jeez, yeah. um, man, man. Well, thanks for having me on, little brother. I love you, man. Yep. And um, you know we're family for life. You know that. Yep. And you know what? How can they learn more about you and contact contact you, Anton J, and you know maybe tell them more about the Bald Avenger and Misfit Nation? Yeah, you know we have a page. the The Bald Avenger page. It's probably the best place to get a taste of what we do. Um, Bald Avenger page on Facebook and uh, uh, baldavengershow.com. That's nice uh, that you can go there and you can see some of the shows that we do. But ultimately, you know, Anton J exists. Uh, we're a consulting company that help good people make more money, get more time so they can do more good. And, um, you know, sort of a, a, a give back to be able to fix companies and help them make more money. We just finished up a big one today. Um, really wise, smart business owners um, are hiring us more and more and more because they had some downtime and they want to be prepared for what's next. And um, and so that's that's really what we do. And then we've got the twelve week course, which of course you went through and yeah. are now a graduate of. And yeah, um, technically, I just yeah, I just need to apply everything at this point. You do, and, and that's the same thing for everybody, right? There's people that have taken the 12-week, the, the the growth course, right? How to Master Your Business G-Spot. And and people that G have taken for it. growth, by the way. Stands for growth before they throw a little tantrum. But you know what? I've said a lot of shit in this show that's probably pissed a lot of people off. But, you know, I don't yeah, really care. But we, some people just want to focus on that little bitty that's thing. It. And just want to be I'm, I'm happy to take the incoming, you know, be mad at me. I'm happy for it. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that, that, that take a lot of courses or read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. And then there's the very few that take action on it and do something with it. And you are, mm-hmm. and you have, and we have lots of examples of those people. And I can't wait for the next Unstoppable, which we'll be announcing hopefully pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully pretty soon because I'm kind yeah. of itching to know where exactly it's going to be. Mm-hmm. No oh, right. You're not gonna say it. <laughs> so. Yeah, and don't forget. Yeah, and don't forget Jason's own page. So if you want to have him as a speaker, which yeah, he's pretty funny. I got to admit. Yeah, yeah, I do a good job on stage. <laughs> yeah, and also on top of that, you know, if you want to learn more about the. This podcast, Do Autistic Eyes, we still have the website, ChristopherCaston.com slash podcast. And of course, there's also Facebook, Instagram, and also a Patreon page if you would like to <clears throat> contribute so that we could keep the show going because, you know, stuff like this does cost money, <laughs> I, I have to say. So mm-hmm. pay them. Donate money to that Patreon right away. 
Yeah, because nothing in life is really free. And if it does seem free, it's because someone else paid for it. Amen. That's Amen. Right, man. Uh, let's see. Story of the Chinese bamboo seed. Yep. They plant it and then they spend years and years trying to take care of it before it finally grows above ground and just shoots right up. It's a great story. Yep. So anyway, just wanted to thank you so much again for joining and for everyone else that has popped on to say hello. So. <laughs> Hi, brother. Yep. I appreciate so. you, man. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Keep going. Keep changing lives. Yep. And uh, I'll see you at the next Unstoppable event. Yep, sometime in October. So this is Christopher D. Casson through Autistic Eyes signing off. So take care for next week. Peace. Peace out.